This is the Podcasters Club, brought to you by Precision Podcasting. I am your host, Kane Power. I gotta say, I've been waiting to do an episode dedicated to editing before I had even started creating this podcast. Editing is my bread and butter. I've done lots of other things in audio, and I'm a fair hand at quite a few of them, but when it comes down to it, I'm an editor. And I'm excited to talk about editing. What a geek. For this episode, I'll talk about what editing actually is. I'll go over some different styles, a bit of why and how to, and I'm also going to play some audio examples from actual podcasts that highlight the difference editing can make. I'm also going to keep this episode relatively unedited, maybe. Well, I don't know. We'll keep going and we'll see how I, do, <laughs> how I feel after a little while. See how badly I mess it up. So, firstly, how about we define what editing is? It's easy, really. Any recorded audio that has been modified by removing or rearranging any part of it has essentially been edited. Editing can be used to remove silence, what we might call dead air, to borrow a radio term. You can edit out unwanted noises, unwanted words, sentences, paragraphs, and people. You can rearrange audio to tell a story a different way, or to tell a different story entirely. You can make someone sound smart, or dumb, or funny, or boring. You can make a slow conversation more concise, or you can give a rushed conversation some space. Editing can be simple or complex, and without a doubt, it is extremely powerful, and it's one of the tools that you have at your disposal. Okay, so I'm going to go over a few of the different levels of editing that you'll find in podcasting, and it's fair to assume that each increased level of detail that I talk about will include all the previous levels, if that makes sense. It's also worth mentioning that this is a kind of sliding scale. I most definitely have worked on podcasts that require their own style, which might be a little bit of each and or somewhere in between. So at the most basic level, podcasters will trim the space at the start and at the end of their recording, which is what we'd call top and tailing. And yes, I think that that is still defined as editing. What this does is it allows the episode to start when the speaking starts and end when the speaking ends, and it is the simplest form of what could pass as editing. Next is what I call opening the door and the brushing through the curtain. See, this is an episode about editing, and I'm going to leave this all in because it's going to be unedited. <laughs> <clears throat> right. Next is what I call a basic edit. This is where you'd listen through to the whole recording and remove anything that is really disrupting. Things like long silences or pauses, coughs and sneezes, mistakes and restarts. I'd s yeah, exactly that, exactly that. Great, great point, Ruth. I'd say that on average, if I was doing a basic edit for a 60-minute episode, I'd probably make less than 10 edits. So the end result of basic editing is really a true representation of the conversation. So it's great for really eloquent speakers or shows that are better served by leaving everything in. 
For example, I do basic edits for one show where part of their tagline is honest conversations about true self, which is obviously better served by leaving in all of the rough edges. Another example is the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, which is easily one of the most popular podcasts around. You've probably all heard of it. That would technically be a basic edit. And that show generally works so well because of the caliber of guests that he has on his show. Quite often, they're famous enough that listeners will happily keep listening through all the ums and ahs, whereas for a speaker who isn't so famous, listeners' tolerance is generally quite a bit lower. So the next level of editing is the base level for a professional podcast, which, funnily enough, I call pro-editing. Pro editing does all the stuff top and tail and basic does, but it takes it much further. During a pro edit, I'll go through a recording in detail and essentially remove everything that doesn't contribute to the conversation. We're talking ums, ahs, likes, you knows, stutters, vocal tics, repeats. Everything that doesn't either highlight the speaker's personality or advance the episode will be removed within reason. I'll only ever make an edit if it can be made without the listener noticing, because in my opinion, for a listener to notice an edit is worse than the speaker taking a bit too long to process their thoughts. Now, this isn't a hard rule. Sometimes you just need to do the best you can, and different listeners have different levels of knowledge and sensitivity to editing, but it's what we aim for. And what pro-editing achieves is a much more concise, effective episode and provides a much more comfortable experience for the listener. Pro-editing is where I also think the art starts to come into podcast editing. Knowing what to leave in and how to adjust the flow of an episode are skills that come with a lot of practice. Even more artistic are narrative editing style podcast episodes. These are usually created by a producer from a bunch of different recordings and tied together to form a story using a scripted voiceover, music, and sometimes even sound effects. Creating one of these episodes requires seeing the bigger picture in a story, then selecting and arranging a recording in a way that tells or contributes to that story. It's really difficult. A producer is someone who dictates the overall theme of the podcast and is a role into itself, but is often adopted by the host of the show and sometimes by the editor. Once a producer has outlined the show, transcribed the recordings, scripted the episode, provided the voiceover, then it's up to the editor to execute that vision as close to the script as possible using a pro edit. It sounds confusing, It kind of is. It is an involved and detailed process, often with many revisions and much back and forth. So narrative style editing is most commonly used for entertainment and results in an immersive experience for the listener as they follow along with the story of each episode and sometimes over a whole season. Okay, so I think those are the main types of editing that you'll find in the podcasting world. There are always exceptions and different styles and combinations of styles, but you get the idea. Now let's talk about why we edit podcasts. Essentially, it all comes down to optimizing the experience for the listener, 
so that they get the most out of your episode and continue to listen to future episodes. We don't want to edit the personality out of a speaker. The goal is to improve the recordings by removing distracting, repetitive, and irrelevant content. Now, natural human speech patterns include all sorts of pauses and fumbles while we figure out what we're going to say next and how to phrase what we're saying to get our point across. Sometimes this is simply a pause. And sometimes we need longer. And so we fill that space with something like an um or an uh. Similarly, natural speech also includes filler words that we say out of habit, which are also sometimes called vocal tics. These are words like like and you know. For example, Yeah, and like I walked into the shop and you know, like saw this really cool hat and I thought, you know, I... I should, like, get the hat, but I didn't have, like, the right amount of money, you know? A better way to phrase that sentence would have been... I walked into the shop and saw a really cool hat, but I didn't have the right amount of money. But that's not how most people talk. For many of us, our brains don't process our thoughts into words fast enough and we rely on these filler words to give us time to put the words in order. And not only that, but we tend to say these words the same way. And I went down to the shops and I saw a really cool hat, but I didn't have the right amount of money, and so I didn't get the hat. The thing is, for someone listening to a 30-minute podcast episode full of this type of language, it can be incredibly frustrating. And after a while the constantly repeated filler words will become the only thing the listener will hear. So as you could imagine, this can start to reflect poorly on the speaker, which is the last thing that you want. Editing can help make a person sound like they speak with more conviction, authority and purpose, which in turn results in a much better experience for the listener. This is especially important if your podcast is contributing to your business marketing or brand awareness, or if you're trying to make an impact. Another aspect of human speech that can be frustrating to listen to is what I call rephrasing. Here's an example. So when I say I went down to the shops, what I mean is I walked down to the shops using my feet. Well, actually now I think about it, it was a bit faster than that, so I guess I ran down to the shops using my legs. <laughs> so yeah, I, I ran down to the shops. Only the very last part of that recording was relevant to the conversation, and the speaker's explanation of how they got to that sentence didn't endear us to the speaker or contribute to the overall conversation. So why should the listener have to hear all the thoughts before the relevant sentence? It was actually just the speaker getting their thoughts together and can easily be edited out so that we end up with... I ran down to the shops. And not only is editing useful for making a speaker sound better, but it can remove mistakes, interruptions, anything you don't want your listeners to hear. On occasion, when editing for clients, I'll get a request to remove the name of a person or a brand or whole conversations which, in retrospect, the podcasters would prefer we didn't include in the published episode. All they need to do is ask, and it's gone. So basically, editing rules and gives us ultimate power over our audio. 
Let's get into some fun stuff and play some actual examples of what editing can do. Please note before I play these examples that they are all from real podcasts. I'm not saying what the shows are or who the people are, but I do have permission to play them all. And I want to point out that this type of thing, the way that these people talk and the mistakes they make, are very common. And everyone is like this. It's just how people talk. So it's okay to laugh because it's definitely funny. But don't judge these speakers until you've edited your own podcast audio. Also, some of these examples have had the sound improved and some are just raw. This isn't about sound. That's for a future episode. Just this time, just focus on the editing. Here's the first example. Uh, I guess I just don't know the mechanics of how the additions are going to be implemented. Yeah, so that was one of the first things that we sort of uh, dug into. Um, and I'll, um, I'll, copy, I'll copy a link. There's an octane tracking issue number itself, and I'll uh, make sure to get that in the, in the notes. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but basically, um, it's, it's tracking all the features. And here is the edited version. I guess I just don't know the mechanics of how the additions are going to be implemented. Yeah, so that was one of the first things that we sort of dug into. I'll copy a link. There's an octane tracking issue number itself, and I'll uh, make sure to get that in the in the notes. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's tracking all the features. So in that example there, you can hear a bit of crosstalk at the start between the two speakers, so that was removed. I've obviously cut down a lot of his ums and ahs, and I've left some in so it doesn't sound entirely kind of strange and clinical and edited. It's also shaved about five seconds off that little section. Right, let's move on to the next one. They will try to lure you in with the, with the, with the, with the, um, uh, the promise of, of, of a very welcoming place into which you will fit and you'll have the, the, you know, all kinds of riches laid out for you. Well, well, let's, let's, let's tackle that. that. That's one tangible thing I think we can do to, to de-glamorize involvement in terrorism. And here's the edited version. They will try to lure you in with the promise of a very welcoming place into which you will fit. And you'll have you know, all kinds of riches laid out for you. Well, let's tackle that. That's one tangible thing I think we can do to de-glamorize involvement in terrorism. Isn't the difference there just crazy? Now, throughout this interview, this person had a bit of a stuttering problem. So it was a lot of work. And you can see just in that 20-second example, I actually removed nearly seven seconds from that. So it's almost half of what he was saying was stuttering and kind of not quite getting to the point. And I want to reiterate, it's not his fault. This is just how people talk, and it's just natural speech. But we're cleaning it up so it's good for the listener. I'm going to show you a few more. So here's the next one. Uh, the positive psychotherapy is not appropriate for someone who has a, let's say, a, comes with a, uh, with a history of abuse. And here is the edited version. The positive psychotherapy is not appropriate for someone who comes with a history of abuse. Now, to my ears, I can hear a couple of my edits there, but I think it's very subtle. And I also think that it's worth the payoff if a couple of people might notice a very slight edit over how he was initially speaking in the first example. And that example has gone from 13 seconds down to six seconds. So I've removed over half of the content in the initial sample for the final episode. We're going to keep rolling. There's more to come. Here we go. Hey, Brian, um, you know, if I really want a, um, a, a really um, modern 
the best weighing setup in the yards um, that uh, is easy to use and, and I can get a lot of animals through, what kind of, um, what kind of system um, should I be looking for? And now, the edit. Hey, Brian, you know, if I really want a modern weighing setup in the yards that uh, is easy to use and, and I can get a lot of animals through, what kind of system um, should I be looking for? Okay, so I think most people will be able to discern a couple of obvious edits there. And I'm entirely okay with that. You heard from the first example how drawn out his question was. He was really struggling to get out what he was trying to say. So in my opinion, we've done him a favor. And look, this guy, this was his first podcast. He had never done anything like this before. So, you know, we can all give him a break. And it's worth pointing out that most people that come on a podcast are doing it for the first or second time. They're not trained as speakers or presenters. This is how most people talk. We take time to form our thoughts and we take even more time to get our words out. It's harder than you think. Okay, we've got a few more. And just in case you thought it was only men that had issues. Um. And uh, so, so my career um, actually started in law. I originally trained as a lawyer, um, uh, and and uh, went into originally um, uh, steel and iron ore, um, uh, almost by chance. Um, and so, um, yeah, that that my career really went from uh, steel and iron ore then into uh, oil and gas um, in um, in Australia. This is a good example of what I was talking about before, where a person has the same vocal tick that they repeat over and over and over again in the same tone. And then as the listener, it starts to become all that you hear. But don't worry, we're going to fix it for her. So my career actually started in law. I originally trained as a lawyer and went into originally uh, steel and iron ore, almost by chance. My career really went from uh, steel and iron ore then into oil and gas in Australia. So you'll notice there how I didn't remove all of her uh's because we do want to retain a little bit of her personality and the way that she speaks. It's who she is. If we took who she is out of the way that she speaks, then it would be like listening to an edited robot. I also want to point out how much smarter and more concise this person sounds in the edited example. Now, we're not dealing with a dummy here. This person's a lawyer. She's run corporations. She's a very, very smart person, clearly. But it's only clear in the edited example, because in the first example, she can barely string a sentence together, it seems like. In reality, she's just been put on the spot, and she's quickly trying to think of what to say next. So another huge advantage to being able to edit the words in our podcast. Okay, we have two more. It, we've had that uh, for uh, for a Hereford product for for a long time. I'd say uh, ten years, and uh, um, it's 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 proven to uh, to be our most popular product. And um, it's a, it's a win win. It's uh, the farmer gets more cows in calf, um, which is uh, that's always uh, one of the the key goals. And you get more uh, uh, dairy beef progeny on on the ground, um, and and more valuable calves. And the edited version. We've had that uh, for a Hereford product for a long time, I'd say uh, 10 years. It's proven to be our most popular product and it's a win-win. The farmer gets more cows in calf. That's always uh, one of the key goals and you get more uh, dairy beef progeny on the ground and more valuable calves. 
Remember that not everyone is a trained speaker, but not everyone speaks your language as their first language. So they might have some problems there, which we can help as editors. Okay, here's the last one. And, and by that, I mean special effects or any industry about recreation, uh, recreating life thing, uh, lifelike things um, is all about studying anatomy and, uh, you know, just the different layers of the skin. And here is the edited version. And by that, I mean special effects or any industry about recreating lifelike things is all about studying anatomy, the different layers of the skin. And lastly, I just want to play you a really common example of when a podcaster is mid-episode and they have an editor and they make a little call out to say, hey, cut that part. It looked like, uh... oh, oh God, sorry, Kane, for doing this to you. I'm talking to our editor. Thank you, Kane, for being wonderful. <sighs> it's nice to be loved. So... Now you really know exactly what editing can do and how you can use it to improve your podcast. But how do you actually edit audio? It's something that's difficult to explain via audio only. And there are so many different types of editing software out there. So I'm going to do my best to give you a brief overview without getting into too many specifics. And truthfully, even if I could show you how, using video and getting into specifics with each door, digital audio workstation, if you remember from another episode, it's a skill that comes with practice. But I can get you pointed in the right direction. So here we go. Let's go through my editing process for an episode featuring a conversation between two people. First, I'll download the audio and make sure it's in the correct format for editing, which is a WAV file. If I'm sent an MP3 or M4A or something else and there's no option of getting the original WAV, I'll convert that file as I import it into my editing software, which in my case is Pro Tools. Ideally both files, one for each speaker, will be the same length and therefore be in sync. But the first thing I'll do once they're in my editing session will be to play them back together and make sure that they line up. If they don't, then I'll correct that first. When the tracks are in sync, I'll listen to the beginning of the audio file for the start of the episode and remove anything before that point. Then I'll do the same for the end of the episode, removing any post-episode banter. You'll remember from earlier in the episode, that's called top and tailing. After I've top and tailed, I'm going to spot check each track just to get an idea of how it sounds and make sure that that sound is consistent throughout the recording. Then, before I start actually making any edits, I'm going to balance the speakers and master the audio. I use tools like noise reduction, EQ, compression, limiting, de-essing, mouth de-clicking, and really whatever else I need to get the audio sounding comfortable for the listener. Get the two speakers balanced and get the audio hitting broadcast standard. I prefer to master my audio first because the mastering will actually inform the editing process. For example, if the audio is too quiet, I might not hear something that I want to remove. Or, if the background noise is buzzing the whole time, it makes edits more obvious. Mastering first also gives me more time to make mastering adjustments as I edit the episode. Ultimately, I want to work with the audio as close to how it will sound to the audience. So after both tracks are mastered and sounding as good as they can, I'll start editing from the start of the episode. 
Quite often, I'll have some notes from the client, which will differ depending on the style of the podcast and the content they want removed or included. In those cases, I'll go through their notes first and make all the requested edits before I start my own edit. But just as often, I'll have no notes or direction at all, either because it's a straightforward format, or the clients trust me to implement their show's style based off of our previous work together. So once I'm editing on my own, I'll listen through in real time and remove anything unnecessary, irrelevant, or distracting from the audio, which includes the dead air on one speaker's track while the other person is talking. On average, a pro edit will take me two and a half times the length of the raw episode to complete, depending on the quality and quantity of the speakers. That's about average for a professional. Sometimes it's a bit faster, sometimes a bit slower. An amateur editor might take three, four, or even five times the length of the raw audio to complete the edit. I've actually heard of people spending six hours to edit a 30-minute episode before. So it can be tedious and it can be time-consuming. I work on a few shows that are more of a narrative style and therefore require editing to a script, in which case I'll just follow along with the script and edit the audio to match, a process which I'm making sound very simple, but it does take some practice. Another thing, as I edit, I check my edits. Some people prefer just to go full steam ahead and then go back and listen to the episode fully after editing to make sure that they haven't made any mistakes. But to me, that doesn't really make any sense. So I'll make an edit and then I'll scroll back and I'll check the edit I just made to make sure it's perfect or as good as I can get it and then continue on. This way, once I reach the end of the episode, my editing is done. Then I'll copy and consolidate my edited conversation and proceed to add things like titles, music, ads, etc. I'll balance everything together, I'll check my mastering, and then I'll print the episode. And that's it. As I said earlier, actual technical editing specifics will depend on your software, your platform, and your skill level. I'd recommend if you're starting out, to go through every official tutorial available from your software brand, and then fill in any blanks using YouTube, a paid course, or even private tutoring. For new podcasters, it can take a couple of hours with your software to learn the absolute basics and start making edits. And honestly, for many people, that's all you'll ever need. From there, if you want to dig deeper and start editing in more detail, the journey is yours. I will say that editing is just like any other skill. It takes time, practice, and determination to gain proficiency. Now, if this all sounds like a whole lot of work, and you're silently panicking thinking how essential editing is and how much time it's going to take to learn, consider hiring an editor for your show. You either spend the time to learn the software to a point where your editing is good, and then spend the time to actually edit your show, or you pay someone else to do it. Also consider the quality you'll be producing for the first few years while you learn editing. I've spent 17 years editing digital audio, and that experience, quality, and speed is what my clients get when they hire me to edit their podcasts. So if you think that that sounds like a much better idea than slogging it out for hours in front of your computer, then you can expect to pay anywhere from $50 to $250 US or more for podcast editing per episode. And it's the same as anything else. You get what you pay for. 
I mean, you can find people to edit your audio for $20, but be warned, if you do spend $20 on a podcast edit, you will surely get $20 worth of editing. In which case, it might be a better idea to work on it yourself. In a 2020 survey of over 5,000 podcast editors conducted by the admins of the Podcast Editors Club Facebook page, the average price a professional editor will charge for a 30-minute episode featuring two speakers is $133. US The only other things I'll say about hiring a podcast editor is to find someone you trust, test their work, be clear about what you want, and build a relationship with them. And then pay them on time. <laughs> so that's the lowdown on podcast editing. What it is, why we do it, how it works, and what it costs. I hope it's been enlightening. If you have any questions about editing or podcasting in general, feel free to get in touch by sending an email to kane at precisionpodcasting.com. I love hearing from you. Till next time. This podcast was created by Precision Podcasting. We make podcasts sound better. For more about what we do, resources on podcasting, and if you'd like to get in touch, visit precisionpodcasting.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Pippa Precision, Pippa Podcasting. Yes, that is spelled the way it stutters. If you'd like to hear more episodes, make sure to hit subscribe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.